Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. Very happy to be semi-consistent with my episodes. It's a last minute record. It is Thursday and you guys are going to get this on Friday, but I am actually trying something new. So let's make sure that we actually can make this work because this is the first time I've ever done it where I'm recording directly through the source of where I distribute all my podcasts. So if there is a quality change, please forgive me. Um, Trying something different, something that's a little bit easier for me on my end to make sure I can kind of streamline these things. Um, So yeah. So what I want to talk about this week is actually something that I've been obviously personally going through um, a lot more recently. And basically it's about channeling my emotions. So how can I channel them, capitalize off of them, pay attention to them and make sure that I am showing up as the best version of myself. Now, this is very tricky for me. And I want to be honest with you guys, because I've had some setbacks recently as far as being triggered, being very uncomfortable and having to make decisions on the, what feels like on the fly, um, about how should I handle this experience? How can I make sure that this, this doesn't set me back? This doesn't further quote unquote damage me, um, and put me in a place where I feel like I am surviving because I don't want to live in that world. I want to continue to stay in the thriving world. And for those of you who don't know about everything in me, it is a podcast or in life coaching with me and everything is on my website. My website is up to date. I know there was actually a link that wasn't working. I also included my new rates for 2021. So definitely check that out. Your first um, engagement with me one-on-one is free. So we can kind of explore and have the freedom to figure out what works, what doesn't work, who are you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's some really great options with that. There's a pop-in meeting and then there's more of a monthly kind of let's stick with this. Let's premeditate how we're going to knock out this month or the next couple months. And so I definitely encourage you to check that out on everythingandme.com for my consulting, um, life coaching specifically. And, um, also includes my blog and all of the previously recorded workshops that I've done. Healing part two is definitely coming up. I was trying to figure out how to organize it in a way that was easy to digest. The first one had such great you know, feedback and information. I thought that it was very important for me to kind of take my time with this one to make sure that I was considering all the things that are my viewers were you know, receiving, especially when it comes to healing, because healing is it's a lot. It is definitely a lot. Um, it's something that I currently am working through and navigating and I'm trying to be as concise and helpful more than anything else for anyone who's engaging, um, with this platform. So within channeling your emotions, it really harpers on being overwhelmed, being in a place where you may be burnt out. You may be feeling, um, you know, upset and kind of clueless as far as what's next, what what should I deal with? Or you may feel like, you know what, I may be not in the right place of mind and I may not be doing what um, I should be doing and where I should be. And I really need to take a step back and adjust and assess things. And that's something that can be very challenging. I'm going to be very honest with you. This past week of having to not necessarily bottle my emotions, but 
not reacting off of my emotions and and really thinking about what exactly I am feeling and decipher between if it's being if I'm being triggered or is it um, something that's overwhelming. And I actually wanted to do, and I'm going to do actually, I'm going to do it a check-in with yourself that it's going to be short, simple, easy, but it'll be a great way for you to kind of view it and check it out and kind of see what exactly is happening because the intention is at each step of the way, you're focusing on that specific question. And at the end, you'll be able to see kind of synopsis as far as what does that look like? Having access, I talked about this last week, but Having access to the right language to describe the feelings that you're feeling are so important. I can't express express to you guys enough how important it is to understand and have the language to be able to express yourself. This is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's I, I find that it's more men than anything else simply because of how um, uncomfortable it can be to you know, get like, quote unquote, like a female and gossip and complain and go through this whole thing. Now, this is not a judgment of all men, of all women, of all nationalities and backgrounds, but these are my own, um, you know, experiences. Now, women struggle with this as well, too, especially because of the fact that maybe growing up, you weren't allowed to speak depending on your culture. I know for me personally, it was not accepted or welcomed to have an have a voice. Like your voice doesn't matter here. You are being regulated by your parent and that is it. They are the law. They are the judge. They are the prosecutor. They are everything. And so being able to process and deal with your emotions and have a dialogue was impossible. That just didn't exist. That wasn't that wasn't a part of it. So what happens is down the line, you kind of turn because you realize now that there's really no one kind of being the authority to hold me back, I'm going to lose my shit. So let me lose my shit because I've all this pem- pemped up, you know, emotion that I haven't dealt with. I don't understand because I was never taught how to process the properly process it. And so now I'm crazy. I know for, you know, for a while I took on that language. I took on that title and I wore that badge. Like I wore it like it was superwoman, but calling yourself crazy is a lack of a better word is sad. The reason being attaching yourself to a word that's intended to degrade, you know, misunderstood individuals it really shows your lack of understanding of the concept and what you're essentially pinning yourself up up against. And you have to be very, very, very careful. I chose that word because it was almost like a threat, especially to, you know, the opposite sex. And what it did is it created almost like this, this phenomenon, you know, where being labeled crazy or saying that you're crazy seemed intriguing, seemed like um, an experiment, seemed like you're exotic, you know, and it's fun and games until you are suppressed, until you are in a place where you can't express yourself and you feel misunderstood and you feel as though things are really complicated and you can't, you know, uncomplicate, 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 that's not even a word. I'm over here struggling about a word that doesn't even exist, but you're trying to figure things out. It's not working out and you're feeling frustrated and you're trying to, you know, express yourself all of a sudden. You're trying to be real because your feelings are real and what you're processing is real. And, 
you know, it's, it's sad because we don't, or a lot of people don't show up as themselves when they initiate a relationship or as they go through life. And when you truly feel comfortable after getting to know a person or feeling old enough to be able to express yourself, you have all these emotions, you have all these feelings, all these experiences that you're genuinely trying to figure out. You're genuinely trying to understand. And sometimes things can happen all at once where you feel triggered and sometimes things happen and you, you know, you either fight flight or freeze. And then you're like, that didn't solve the situation. All that did was protect me in that moment, but there's still some airing out. There's still some pieces of me that need to happen. And I need to see, I need confirmation. I need safety. I need understanding. I need connectivity. Um, I need, you know, reassurance. There's a lot of pieces that I need to, you know, debunk. I need to express my hurt, how, you know, defeated I feel or threatened, or maybe I'm now revengeful. You know, there's a lot of different things that will come up because of that trigger with those emotions. And you feel lonely because how often do you hear people talk people off of a cliff? You know, arguments are very easy to to happen because of our lack of words, lack of understanding, grace for others and where they come from and why they argue, quote unquote, the way that they do and why they attack certain things the way that they do. And understand that even though you feel a lot of emotion, that doesn't mean that your space or your peace or your moment isn't going to be heard. It doesn't mean that you aren't going to have the opportunity to get that resolution or feel that aha. It just means that you have to be quite particular quite understanding and almost take ownership in the process to be able to see those things through, especially with putting God on the table. You got to be honest with the man. You got to be connected with the man. You got to be able to see um, where he's reaching out to you, where he's trying to help you, where he's trying to invest in you, all of those sort of things, because it it can be very easy to fall victim to, um, you know, putting yourself in a position where you're essentially just, you know, stabbing yourself um, because you don't know how to handle these things. Now, one thing in particular that I would recommend, especially if you're trying to navigate these things is practice, practice with yourself, forgiving yourself, practice with others. And it could be something as simple as, you know, maybe you had a bad day, you came home or you interacted with someone, you lost your shit. Or maybe you, you know, you thought that you could manage something and you really couldn't. And you came off in a way that you didn't feel like it was representative of who you are and who you want to be. It's not just about apologizing. It's a, it's a, there's multiple parts here. One, we have to assess what kind of judgment did we make of ourselves prior to engaging, prior to involving ourselves in that, that moment, because our energy has a huge huge part of it all. You know, we may suppress how quote unquote we're feeling or think that we're quote unquote fine when we're really not. And why aren't we believing that? Why aren't we being honest with ourselves? Why aren't we leaning into that and understanding the full picture of that? And then the other piece to it is how do we, why do we ignore the fact that maybe we needed more than we could give and we decided to just keep persevering and acting like as though those needs that we felt didn't matter. And then after we, you know, interacted with the individual, were there parts of us that 
caught that, recognized that this is a downward spiral, and we are essentially attacking ourselves and creating more, you know, of an experience that we're unhappy with than, you know, something we can be happy with. And then after the fact, how do we debrief? How do we circle back? You know, the best way to adjust behavior is as close to the experience as possible. So waiting multiple days is is really, really challenging. It creates like this drift in your brain where you can't recollect complete attachment to what actually happened. So especially for people who are working through this, I would highly recommend that you take a second and you kind of say, listen, I'm not at my best right now. Give me a second, give me a couple days to kind of process and deal with this. Just know that this isn't personal or just know that I'm still working through some of these things and I may not be in the best space right now. So I need to take a step back and I need to adjust and assess kind of where I'm at and what's going on so I can show up how I want to show up or how I wanted to show up. Now, the tricky part with that is one, we're admitting guilt. There's shame involved, embarrassment involved. Two, we cannot control the other individual's actions. We can't make them accept them. We can't make them think they're okay. We can't make them feel, you know, loved or safe or comfortable or feel like they want to circle back with us and do want to talk to us. We cannot make that happen. That is not something that we can do. That is not something that we are responsible for. We are responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for making sure that, you know, things are moving on and we are evolving. Now, when you're controlling our emotions, that doesn't mean that you're not allowing yourself to cry. It doesn't mean that you're not allowing yourself to be angry or frustrated. What it means is you're assessing your actual feelings or needs because right now we, we, we mostly, the emotions that we feel are usually a part of the like second or third layer of the actual emotion. The goal of controlling is understanding the core. So sitting with the core, what is the core? So for instance, a lot of anger comes from um, hurt and also fear. So if your reaction towards a situation is something that's anger driven or fear driven, that's not the core of what exactly you're dealing with. What you're dealing with is hurt. So sadness, frustration, um, confusion, all of those sort of things are more aligned with the true genuine feeling, but admitting that you're fearful or you're uncomfortable or, um, you know, it really is upsetting is better than, you know, reacting in a way that translates that energy. Because one thing about energy, it comes back to you and energy is something that once it goes out, it is given to someone else, whether they want it or not, they have to then process it and repackage it. And hopefully they are able to withstand that kind of energy and not just shoo it on to someone else. I can't express to you, this happens in so many different industries and in so many different households where you drop a bomb. If someone cuts you off because they're frustrated and they're trying to get to work and they feel like the person in front of them is taking too long, you may take that into a phone call that you're having with your spouse who then is frustrated because now they feel distant and you know disconnected from you. And now they're not producing their work product like they should. And then their boss is upset because they're under deadline. And you see how that, 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 that continues. Energy doesn't dissipate. It only transfers. So you have to be very careful about the energy that you're, you are 
responsible for the energy that you are, you know, outputting. And you really have to take a second to be able to understand how can you make sure that the energy that you do put out is reflective of who you want to be and who matters to you and what matters to you. Because a lot of times we subconsciously don't understand how our simple hello or lack of, you know, energy does for another. Um, you know, when it comes to receiving energy that you don't want, acknowledge that that's a part of controlling your emotions. Like, oh, you're having a shitty day and you're trying to give it to me. Oh no, 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 no. I don't want this. This is not going to go here. This is not, mm-mm, mm-mm. that's not, that's not what we're doing today. Today we're having a great day. We are actively, um, claiming we are actively manifesting. We are actively, um, rebuking that kind of energy and we are blocking it to, you know, go off somewhere else where it's more fitting, but this is not the place. It could be because you don't want energy or it could be because you just can't handle it today. I have my own stuff. Um, it's definitely something you have to be mindful of. You have to be responsible with because of the simple fact that you can essentially like explode. And that's not, that's, listen, one thing about controlling your energy and understand energy takes fuel, right? So that means food, that means brain process, that means sleep, that means effort, that means defying gravity. There's so many different things that energy is tied to. And having more energy when you don't really have energy is nearly impossible. So now you're going into the reserves. And what I mean by that is if you already are feeling exhausted, burnt out, don't have the capacity to really take on too much, be very careful the things you interact with that are taking from you what you don't already have. You are borrowing time, energy, resources that don't already exist. So basically you're getting into the world of, I may have a health-related issue because of this experience. Every single time you're interacting with an, you know, um, you're interacting with something that is basically taxing on your energy and your emotions and your well-being, best believe you're going to have a higher chance of dealing more with dealing with more health-related issues. And that's something that can last for a lifetime. It doesn't, you can't just walk off the cliff because you change your mind after you've jumped. You know, you have to be very careful. So controlling your emotions is more about understanding, processing them, adjusting them to see the full picture, see exactly what's going on. This may, like for me, for example, I'm definitely a person who um, has a tendency to allow things to pile up, meaning I am, you know, the girl with the cape. I have the S on my chest. I can get stuff done. It's not a problem, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Not to say that I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. No, meaning like there are degrees or levels of things that kind of pile up over time that are, you know, irritating, but not the end of the world you know, having to deal with it, give a little attention. Now the fire is gone. So it's this idea that I'm collecting or dealing with multiple things and they're all seeming manageable until they're no longer manageable at all. And that's the scary, frustrating piece of it all. Because just when you think you got it undercover, life comes at you real fast and it's like, psych, I'm gonna snatch that right out of you because there's no way that you have this undercover. I have this undercover. So you really, 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 really have to be careful and adjust and 
be gracious with yourself. For instance, today, I really anticipated to get a lot of stuff done work-wise. Work I was able to update some things and navigate some things, but definitely not the most productive I would as I would like to be. And I want to physically, like I, when I feel stressed, when I feel extremely stressed, I feel it in the back of my neck going down to my shoulder blades and it feels like a tightness and it feels like um, a soreness, if you will. So in order to counteract that and to be on top of my emotions, how I'm taking on this stress, I have to do things that allow me to have outlets, allow me to realign, accepting help, accepting you know, good energy, praying for those things, welcoming those things into my life. All of those pieces are valuable. All of those pieces make a world of a difference for not only you, but those around you when you're able to adjust and recognize that you are drifting further and further away from the person that you'd like to be, that you want to be. And it's really your choice to say, I see this, I get this, and I want to come back. So I need to wheel back my expectation for a person who's high functioning, um, a type of personality in certain certain you know respect it's very easy for me to overwhelm myself because i'm expecting to be that big s on your chest and i got it covered and i can do it etc cetera, etc cetera. but i don't recognize how valuable rest sleep drifting off you know getting creative how all of those things add value to what my overall goals are and so implementing those things are great I would say another thing too, especially when trying to, um, you know, control or to, you know, adjust my emotions, I would say focusing on being present, especially when you're doing the things that you really, really enjoy, instead of worrying about the things that you're stressed about is also very important. So if you're doing something creative or fun or expressing yourself, having self-imagination, crying, whatever it is, try not to focus on the things that you are doing it for or what caused it. You're just focusing on your body and allowing your body to be relaxed and allowing your body to process and feel whatever it is to remove that energy out of yourself. Because if you don't, um, life will lie to you and you'll think everything's okay. And that's the, that's a lie. That's a big, that's a big lie. So as we navigate from a place of like, okay, Sam, you're talking about controlling my emotions, life's going to come at me fast, triggers, et cetera, et cetera. One big major part about controlling your emotions, I would say, is obviously the check-in because that helps you identify who am I, how am I showing up for myself, for others, things that I'm a part of. I know from having kids, <laughs> um, they can definitely, definitely have a big effect on how our emotions are, especially because we may run, you know, the gamut of trying to pretend or to project a put together version of us or a version of us that is um, trying to counteract the things that they'll experience as an adult, which may not be completely genuine to how we're actually feeling. And I know from experience that I have definitely had to do that. And it makes you feel like there's a pile on of lies because you are not yourself. And there's a lot of pieces of us, especially when we are showing up around family or others who know us, where we don't feel completely 
you know, comfortable maybe, or we as though we can be ourselves, that there are layers. There are layers of us that show up. We are onion. We are reflective of who we are, depending on wherever we're, whoever we're with. Now, you know, for some, we letting go of that. So letting go of being the version of yourself that maybe is more motivated when you're around your women's group versus your family, where you're more of the superhero trying to navigate things. And at work where you're that, you know, go-to person, there, it may be very hard for us to just level out and be whoever we feel that we should be majority of the time. There is a lot of benefit with that, obviously, because you get to have more consistency, more transparency, more honesty, but there's a lot of bravery behind that. I want to express like when you are attempting to control your emotions, there is a lot of bravery and devotion that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to doing that. It is not an easy task. And for me personally, having to do that, not only because I've made that decision that that's who, that's what I want to do, but also being a part of this, I walk the walk and talk the talk. Like I'm not the person who's saying, be the better version of yourself. And I'm out here, you know, wishing bad juju on everybody else under the sun. That's not who I am. I'm definitely not a hypocrite. I will put my shit out there really, really quickly you know, I've been dealing with depression and dealing with, um, you know, this, this overly big sense of wanting more and doing more and all of those sort of things that come with it. And I'm trying to find my way in the world. But one thing that I know for sure is that I'm not the only one. I'm looking to connect and empower other people and, you know, continue to grow this community of individuals who are finding their way, who are evolving and being the better version of themselves. I am definitely very self-aware. That's one thing that any therapist, anyone who knows me, I'm an overanalyzer. I'm always processing how I project myself. And with this podcast, it definitely helps me shed some of those layers because I am as authentic as I can be. I engage or talk to, you know, my listeners as if I was with them. You know, this past week I did two talks um, for work and I talked about this venture and what I'm doing and how being genuine is a key piece for me because I'm not into the fluff or the lies of performing. Um, I'm not a performer as far as char- characteristic wise. Like I'm not going to show up and all of a sudden be on, if you will. I don't know what that means. I'm not doing that. That's just not my thing. So this definitely helps me have a place for the things that bother me, the things that I'm navigating through and the things that I talk about in my meetings and my sessions with my clients. Because I think that even especially when seeing therapists and controlling your emotions, that goes into that too. Where do I show up as my full self or do I offer the version that is helpful, that is a little complicated, misunderstood, but for the most part put together? No, mm If you don't have a place or places in which you can just drop everything and know that it's in a good place and it's in a safe place, it's not going to affect the version of you that you're trying to navigate through. And it's simply a means to an end as far as from feeling the feeling that you've been feeling or processing and unraveling how you've been unraveling, then you really, really, really need to find that space. 
you know, because that's crucial, so crucial to being able to control your emotions. If you don't have a place to put the frustration, whether it be, you know, practicing like burnout things such as laughter and breathing and walking and moving your body, engaging in hugs, 20 seconds or more, crying, you know, creative expression, you need to find something else. You need to find something in which you can show up as that quote unquote person and have to deal with quote unquote those issues simply because what happens is it, it essentially like throws you off and it puts you in a place where you're really, really not going to be able to feel safe and grounded. And you're just shifting around and, you know, puppeting all through life. And I think a lot of us have starved ourselves, deprived ourselves of just being ourselves because of all of the communities we belong to, obligations we have, individuals who look up to us, all of those sort of people and in in situations definitely generate um, a lot of frustration and put us in a big space where we don't feel like ourselves and we don't feel like we know who we are. So there is something that I can never do for you all. And that is that sense that you get in your gut, in your heart, in your soul, where you feel connected and you feel at ease and you feel normal and you feel like all is well, that sense, you need to generate more ways that that exists in your life, especially when you're dealing with a lot of frustration and anger and turmoil and just displacement. You need to seek that out. That is something you're responsible for. That's something that is big. It is your peace. It is your place that you go or you can go where you're connected and you're feeling like yourself. Now, aside from that, what you do with that is also important as well too. How do you make sure that these feelings, this experience doesn't show up for you in a more negative way or in a way that could potentially give you a bigger setback What can you do differently? What can you do in general to make sure that you are on track and you are aligned to where you want to be? All of those things definitely come together to be able to produce something that, you know, you can manage. That's the goal. You want to be able to manage. So control is a strong word, but, you know, it's more about managing your emotions and being able to say, okay, I've had enough of this. I need to move on to that. I've, you know, exposed myself too long to that. I want to enjoy this. That's really what it is. And once you're able to navigate that and also respect the process, because you have to give yourself some credit. We've been through some things, man. We've been through some things. And if we want to be frustrated and angry, that's fine. But we're required to heal. We're required to heal about it. We cannot hold on to that, honey. We can't. That's not going to be with us forever. No, that is that is your that's your that's a part of your piece, because the more you hold on to things that you don't want, literally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, physically, not physically, but in, in real life, literally, um, the less room we have for the things that we do want. So this can mean cleansing. So, so for me, going through my things, assessing what I have, you know, taking out the stuff that I don't have no longer serves me, no longer has benefit, a purpose, that cleansing definitely helps and lets you see the reality that you, which you live in, where, you know, you are pushing towards things or you are welcoming things or you are entertaining things that no longer serve you. And they're taking up space. They're holding you back. They're creating, your hands are full. Release yourself of the things that you're not ready for, the things you haven't been able to get through, you know, for right now. 
um, it's, you know, we're in March, you know, we're actually in March now and the year is just moving right along. And how are we doing on those, you know, those, those resolutions, where are we at with those? What, what does that look like? You know, for me, um, this is a year of healing. And so with healing comes pain and intensity and honesty and clarity. And, um, the goal is to, to get towards a better version of peace, a better version of, you know, me. And I've definitely been feeling that. For those of you who listened to some of my first episodes this year, I did express last year was all about making less fear-driven decisions. And this year, my my wording or my 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 emphasis is on healing. And so I'm taking you guys along for the ride because it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Um, it's definitely something that I enjoy because. I think a lot of us neglect our needs, neglect our feelings, neglect what we've gone through and don't have a place for it. So we just stuck it in a, a closet somewhere. And then when we hear about it, talk about it, we know we're exactly where it is and we feel some type of way, or maybe we've already forgotten about it. And when we're triggered, all of a sudden it gets handed to us and we're like, who did this? Where did this come from? I didn't even know I had this. And so the idea behind healing in that workshop is to help you surface all of those things, but also be able to help you walk through them so they're no longer as weighted as they are. And that's something I'm actually trying to have better language around, articulate in a way that can, you know, feel you guys and put you guys in a place where you feel as though there's hope. And you feel as though you're going to be able to master this and be able to control your emotions related to this. I can't tell you how many times I felt defeated when, you know, I'm trying to navigate something and I feel as though my emotions are taking over and I'm not able to um, effectively convey what it is I'm feeling. I actually have a tendency, especially when I'm really, really angry. I, I'm not a violent person verbally or, you know, physically, but if I feel as though I am, I'm literally, I talked to my sister about this today too. When I am trying to find the words that are not argumentative or um, triggering or defensive, I will literally cry because it's literally like liquid tears of anger and frustration. And I fight through those tears to get to a place where I can create a memory. I can create an experience where I'm proud of myself because it's very easy to, to go to that place. I think all of us have some sort of version of a story that we were misled, we were lied to, we were cheated on, we were abused, we were taken for granted, we were uh, you know, bullied, all of those sort of things. But that doesn't mean that has to be your final outcome. That doesn't mean that has to be the final version of the story that exists. It's more about how do I remove the victim, remove the powerless, remove the shame, remove the embarrassment behind that and turn it into something that I am, you know, excited and motivated by and, you know, thankful for because I I recognize the purpose that it played in my overall sense of self. And that's something that I definitely, definitely want others to be aware of and to practice because it's about practicing with anything. I can't tell you this whole like past week and a half, two weeks, I've been practicing on a computer, a Mac computer. Now I want to be honest with you. I am a PC girl. I don't understand Macs. I don't work with Macs. That's just not my thing. But 
I do want to try. I do need to know these things. I do want to know these things. And it is bringing up a lot of, you know, emotions because when you're starting from scratch from something that others find easy or have, you know, had a head start, you're automatically going to feel insufficient, especially when it's your job, you know, but the reality is you get to design how that memory shows up in your life. Is it going to be something that was a trial and tribulation or is that going to be something that you felt optimistic about and felt like you you reached out for the support and the help that you needed and you were able to persevere? And that's something that I definitely am responsible for and something that I'm definitely working towards rewriting that narrative because it's very easy to fall victim to you know, I don't understand it. So it's not easy and it's making me more frustrated. And here I am going down this spiral of, I can't help myself. Can you, you know, it's just not worth it. In all honesty, I feel like the more that we put the stress on ourselves with these things, the obviously the worse that it gets, because it is a mental thing. This is me mentally having this experience, which is releasing all of these chemicals that are signaling, signaling my body to react in a certain way, my organs to react in a certain way, my blood pressure, my breathing. It all start, starts with the mind. Your mind can even control your gut. You know, it can really send signals to your gut that something's wrong. You never under, underestimate how important and valuable and um, responsible your body, you know, your mind specifically is in relation to your body. And so you have to genuinely be careful and you have to be mindful and you have to take a step back and understand exactly what is, what is this doing? Where am I going with this? And in all honesty, I feel like taking the steps that I've taken have led me to being a lot more comfortable. That elephant in the room wins every time whenever you don't show up for yourself. Whenever you don't express yourself, you don't put yourself in a place to win, you don't you're not honest with yourself, that elephant wins and it takes over and it festers and then you feel guilt and then you feel embarrassed because you shoulda coulda woulda but you didn't and then you get frustrated and you feel as though you're hopeless and it's a spiral, but it's really about shifting your brain as far as what your your thoughts are, which then help with your emotion. Now, if you're genuinely feeling like I'm anxious or frustrated or confused, checking in is the first thing you're going to need to do. What's bothering me? I need to list it out. You know, what triggered me? I need to explain exactly what specifically triggered me. How does that affect me? You know, what does that make me feel like? All of those things, they're actually going to be in the in the check-in that um, I'm going to have for you guys. But, you know, all of those things contribute to you identifying exclusively what is the core. And if the core is hurt and I'm showing out anger, then I need to deal with my pain. I need to heal that pain. I need to address that pain. I don't need to, you know, spread, you know, my blood all on the floor and, and scream and holler. I need to get medicine or I need to go within. I need to meditate. I need to address that piece. So all the other symptoms can go away and they're not as severe as I'm making them. Um, our emotions hold a lot into our well being, you know, and that's something you want to be very careful of, you know, practicing some of the things that did bring you joy and connectivity maybe a year ago or three years ago. It's been a hell of a road. COVID has hit everyone very differently and for some very severe, for some very mild. 
we're now in a space where we're trying to come out of that. And a lot of us still feel unsafe or feel as though this is, you know, the best, worst thing that could have ever happened. And some of us are ready to go. Like they never left. It's about that time. But we all need to understand that whether we we've seen it clearly or not, it has affected us as far as how you see certain things or how you interact with things or how you view certain things. Me now, more than ever, if someone coughs around me or sneezes around me, I'm like, oh, there's COVID in the room. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, I'm automatically going there. That is a, that is a mental reminder because of being with COVID, what that looks like, you know, depending on the severity of whatever the experience may be, you may have like emotional PTSD when it comes to a lot of things because of this, it's been ingrained into your brain. And that's why therapy and having, you know, groups and places you can vent are so crucial because they allow you to almost rewrite or reprogram yourself, you know, control your emotions associated with that life event or that experience. And that's something that we all need to be responsible of, need to make sure that we're doing, actively pursuing and navigating so that way we can be in a better place and we can be more honest with ourselves and we can create the outcomes that we're in search of or we're in need of and also be able to help others out. You know, life of service is definitely something that I live by because I feel as though, you know, what I've learned through life is not for me to just keep. And that's honestly the the catalyst behind this podcast is knowing that whether I'm engaging with my life coaching um, clients or you guys, I'm very transparent as far as these are the tips and tricks. These are the tools that work for me, you know, apply them how you feel that they're valuable, you know, but let's seek other ways that feel more natural to you. You know, all of those sort of things are by design intended to be inclusive, be aware that there are many, you know, attempts, excuse me, many different ways to attempt this and nobody's necessarily right, but it's more about how are we considering others, considering ourselves and making sure that we are showing up in the way that, you know, is reflective of who we generally want to be and we're trying to be. And, you know, along with trying, don't be afraid to get it wrong. Don't be afraid to misstep. Don't be afraid to um, not read the room. And, you know, just don't be afraid. Just, Just get into it and adopt the personality, adopt the lingo, adopt what it is that you're feeling and you're, you're, you're processing because it can genuinely make a difference. It's like night and day. And I can't tell you how important and how excited and how proud I am of myself for being able to channel my emotions, control them, navigate them, be honest with them, be real with them and generate a version of me that I couldn't be more proud of, that I couldn't be more happy with because I have been faced this week in particular with a very angry, anger-driven experience. And it broke my heart. Deep down inside, it broke my heart. And I felt like I was ready to fly. I'm out. I'm not doing this. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. But I sat with my emotions. I sat with my feelings. I gathered myself and I navigated from a place of peace and was able to find a way to resolve it and a way to show up um, where it was easy, not easily, but <laughs> It was more received, you know, the messaging, especially when you're not in the right space. If you're angry or frustrated or acting out or really, really sad, it's very hard for you to hear or for others to hear you. So that's why it's important for you to find a way to to manage your emotions so that way 
you're not necessarily this kind of discombobulated mess. You're able to almost like a fire drill, you know, prepare yourself for the worst, but hope for the best. And so that takes practice and that takes you being actively aware of how my decisions, my thoughts directly impact my body, my senses, how I react, how I feel, what I associate, where do I file that in my brain? All of those sort of things are tied to that. And that's something that we have to be respectful of and we have to be patient with because it's not going to happen every single time where you get it right. But if you're not attempting at it every single time and actively practicing it every single time, it's not going to ever happen. What do you mean? Like we all know the more consistency, the more you adapt and the more that you you shoot something at something, the higher the frequency that you're going to be able to get this right. And that's done by practicing. That's done by being intentional. That's done by, you know, extracting the information that you need and being able to regurgitate it into something that you are proud of, something that you believe in, something that you're working on, something that works for you. But that's done by intentionally taking that time and intentionally doing what is necessary. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. I deeply appreciate it. It's very good engaging with you guys again. I definitely missed you guys. And I hope you're filling up your cup and I hope that you're taking care of yourselves. And I hope that you're becoming the best version of yourselves in any way, shape or form, because we're all, you know, have so many different things going on. And there's so many pieces of us that are kind of sometimes all over the place and that's okay. But if you know where they are, that's a good start. We'll start there. Check out everythinginme.com. Check it out. Check out everythinginme.ig for more information. And I'll chat with you guys in my next episode.